I'd like to welcome everybody to our latest edition of Bring a Hacker to Work Day. Um, and this is equally as, as exciting, I think, as the last couple of weeks because one of my favorite people are here, um, Rebecca Skeet. So uh, I'm super excited to have you here. Um, and, you know, I get to talk to you on a regular basis, but I, I think that the, the rest of the world doesn't necessarily. So um, I'm excited for everybody to hear about your, your life and how did you get here? One, thank you for having me. Um, and thank you for the compliment of being one of your favorite people. That means the world. Um, it always makes me happy when you start cheesing because I'm like, oh, it's genuine. You feel it in your heart. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my name's Rebecca Skeet. I'm about to Go say, my, my face talks too much. Like <laughs> if I'm not a fan, I'll be over here like. <laughs> That's why my camera's off during work, Monday through Thursday and Friday. Sometimes on Wednesdays, I'll turn it on. And not to say that I have anything, you know, against anyone, but my face will tell on me when I think when people make comments and uh, whatnot, I'm like, mm, let's just save everyone, myself included, and keep this camera off. <laughs> <laughs> but today I have it on. <laughs> Yay. I'm, um, glad. I'm excited about us having a conversation. I feel like it'll flow easier instead of me uh, going off on my little nerd tangents. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, uh, Nerd Tavage, I know some folks that came out to Girls Hack Village may have heard a little bit about um, your your story, your evolution. Um, but for the, like I said, for the rest of the world, they may not know like the dopeness that is Rebecca Skeet. Like I feel like on a regular basis now, I'm having to tell people like, you know, um, you can reach out to Rebecca, but you know, you cannot have her. Like, <laughs> unless you are part of her world domination plan, like you cannot have her because she is all of ours and we love her very much so. So what do you, what do you do um, day to day? Like, what is your, a day in the life look like for you? So it depends on the day. Um, I am a security engineer for Shellman and I actually love my job. I say actually, because I know that's not the case for a lot of people. Um, so I'm blessed to say that. Um, I get to work with some awesome people on the infrastructure and security side to help secure our systems and, you know, monitor and control, implement, then monitor and then respond. Hopefully the respond isn't to as many incidents as, you know, the news cycle would have us believe that it happens every time, which is true. It's not like a misrepresentation. There's always something going on. There's always some attack or what have you. So it's a uh, my honor and joy uh, to get to nerd out and <laughs> work on different tools to secure our environment. Um, if it's a day that I'm working on Black Girls Hack Things, my, uh, I guess a sum up of my job is to support the vision that was birthed from uh, Tanisha. Wait, did I freeze? You did a little bit. Your okay. head froze, but like your voice still was coming a little bit. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a robot uh, or a fembot. I said that in a talk the other day. <laughs> You remember how um, we always tell people, hey, it's Black Girls Hack. You don't have to be Black or a girl. You could just come hack with us. And then I was like, yeah, you could be a bicentennial man. You could be a fembot, but know that we're going to try to hack you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of, you know, it. I like to learn and grow. I start my day out with, um, you know, to each his own, but it's a Sunday. So I'll be honest. I start my day out with some praise and worship. I'm like, Jesus, appreciate you. Um, then I'll listen to my podcast. I'll listen to Up First to see what's going on with the world. Um, and then I listen to Cyberary just to see what's going on in cyber specifically. And then um, I get to work, uh, respond to different uh, tickets that are specifically assigned to security operations. Um, and then I try to have a better understanding of the tools that we currently use because things are always changing and even tools are changing. Even what you have, you know, it maybe it meets your need. It doesn't meet the need as well as it did before, or um, you're not getting the full functionality of it because of, you know, firemen putting out fires and whatnot. So I try to dedicate time to have a deeper understanding of the things that I have ownership of. Okay. Um, so did you come out the womb as a, a security engineer or how, how did you get started? Cause um, okay. it's so, sorry. It's been an evolution. <laughs> indeed, it has. indeed it has. I have, I feel like I've evolved. Um, you know, this episode of Insecure where, um, I can't remember what, uh, what led up to it, but she goes, you know what they call that? Growth. Um, <laughs> there's been quite a bit of growth and I'm grateful for it. I rolled out September 24th, 1986. Uh, my birthday's coming up. So I think you take the time to add that. It's next week, Saturday. <laughs> I am Jack Libra. 
sometimes when I listen to Beyonce music, I'm a bit of a Virgo, but uh, according to my birthday. <laughs> so yeah, no, I was born with an Afro. My mom said I look like a doll. Nice. And as a child, I wanted to be a lawyer. Well, it started with me being told that I should be a lawyer because I talk so much. Sometimes it sounded like a compliment. Sometimes it sounded like an insult, but I decided to, you know, take the positive from that. And I was like, okay, I could be a lawyer. I like helping people. As it seemed like from a young age, I had the ability to articulate what other people were feeling. I was like, so if I can use that to assist and to be a greater good, then why not? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a lawyer. And the good thing about, or the positive side of picking something that exists already is that now you have guidelines, you have checklists, you're like, okay, if you want to be a lawyer, these are the steps you follow. This is what you do. These are the boxes that you check. And so um, that was helpful. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to major in political science or something. I'm going to go take my LSAT. I'm going to go to law school and then I'll be a lawyer. And then I'll be like Olivia Pope. It's going to be handled for all of the things <laughs> and success. So that was the plan. I feel like I stuck to the plan, but the plan didn't stick to me. <laughs> Hold on. Because I was about to say, because when I first met you, um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember our very first conversation, but um, we met and uh, over Zoom, because of course this was during the pandemic. And uh, you told me that you were still planning on becoming a lawyer, like the, but you had taken like a little diversion into cybersecurity. So you yeah. were going to do your thing. And I was like, well, that's dope because we're going to need a chief legal officer. So you can go ahead and become a lawyer. <laughs> and then when you're done, you could be our chief legal officer in addition to right. whatever else you're doing. Because I, I, I think I had adopted you pretty much immediately from the first time I met you because it was like because um I I honestly when I uh I think you you were interacting with us in um in I think at the time it was slack and uh I did not know that you were uh a woman of color I will say um I had assumed based on everybody thinks I had assumed okay. based on your name and just your interactions <laughs> and all the things I was like yo this white lady loves us and she's absolutely amazing and I love her. And then when I first met you and then you, your face showed up on the screen, I was like, no, no way. What's funny, this has nothing to do with anything, but it's a conversation. So <laughs> I signed up for eHarmony like a couple years ago, right? No <laughs> <laughs> questions. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna find me some love. And all of the people they connected me with were like mid 40 year old, <laughs> white men and my brother was like why are you surprised <laughs> he said on paper do you know how you present and I was like no how do I but anyway that's the that's part of the reason why now so often whenever I show up to anything I show up as myself because I feel like I took so much time trying to fit a mold or be a specific person that I thought people wanted me to be and it's like for why <laughs> because <laughs> you do that to perfection, people still won't always be pleased. So you mean I'm gonna tire myself out and waste energy on being someone that's not even me and you still might not appreciate it? I might as well be me. And thankfully that has, you know, it's resonated thus far. I mean, you have me talking today, so somebody must like it. But yeah, so law. And you know, it's still kind of on the back burner. Like I'm ever growing, ever evolving, still water never reaches the sea, right? So I'm gonna keep moving and I'm gonna do what I have the opportunity to pursue and do. So if it presents itself as an option in the future, then I'll do that. But currently that detour became the journey and my stop became a stay. <laughs> uh, yeah, wanted to be a lawyer, didn't work out that way. I did get involved in politics. I love this story because I love the candidate that I work for. Um, oh, and I'm sweating, like Whitney. As the story goes, uh, I was calling a college friend of mine uh, she was my roommate, actually, just to check on her, because I try to I try to be that friend that reaches out and checks on people. And, um, you know, we're just chatting and everything else. And then I hear my name in the background. And then I hear her say, hey, my mom wants to talk to you. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> and then I said this in the cyber games thing. I was like, being the middle child, I automatically assumed I was in trouble. I was like, Oop, what I do? <laughs> right. um, but she got on the phone and she said that she wanted to run for office and she was trying to decide who should be her, her campaign manager. And she thought of me and I was like, uh, but why I've never done this before. And, um, she said, well, I've never run for office before. And so we can learn together. She's like, you're smart. You're capable. I trust you. And I was like, oh, okay. If only all job interviews went like that, you're smart, you're capable. Boom. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
but I was like, okay, so uh, we worked together and uh, ran for office. We lost. Uh, I was brokenhearted about it at the time, but she was a first time candidate. You know, we got some name recognition and we made moves to where other people who had been longtime candidates were like, oh, wow, I saw that you did this. Oh, I heard this. And then they were taking notes from us. So, you know, sometimes and people say that, you know, I take an L, but it's not a loss. It's a lesson. Sometimes it takes distance to realize that in the moment that L felt like a loss, like a strong loss, like I got kicked in the butt. But now it's a lesson because I was able to get those um, some distance from it. And, you know, like how they say hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, another thing, and this might sound preachy, but it's a Sunday, so why not? Um, <laughs> I heard a quote that said, sometimes you get knocked, knocked back two steps, but then you go two steps forward. When you get knocked back those two steps, you feel it. It still feels like a failure. It still feels like a, a shortcoming. Uh, it feels like, uh, what am I doing wrong? Like, uh, people who are now the 10 steps ahead, some of, sometimes they get all high and mighty and, and I don't think it's intentional, um, but they just are 10 steps ahead. So that's where their, their perspective is. And they'll say, oh, it's fine. You'll be fine. Uh, you'll get this far ahead. But what I try to be mindful of and to remember is what it felt like when I was those two steps back. Yes, I'm grateful for the 10 steps ahead, but that doesn't in any way trivialize or minimize how the person feels when they've done all that they know how to do. They've done all the certs, they've read all the books, they've studied to show themselves approved, but still feel two steps back. So um, I think that's, that's where my heart is for people. And not the, I wanna succeed, not just for me, like obviously I do, I wanna be rich. I wanna be able to frolic on a beach or in a mountain somewhere. Uh, you know, live a soft life. <laughs> <laughs> not not a beach be. or a mountain. Damn, because I'm thinking about both. You know, for a beach, you know, have a little two piece on, slow run, be uh, beach, uh Baywatch style. Mm -hmm. But then in the mountains, I could be a snow bunny. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I don't want to limit God in the beach or on the snow. Either way, I just want to frolic. I want to be free. You know? <laughs> um, but I also want to succeed because. I want other people to know that it's possible. It hasn't always been perfect. Like we talked about how we have had the struggle, like, and all things considered, it's not like I'm, I'm not like in the sunset of my life and I've achieved all the things and like, Hey, look at me, I'm perfect. But I have realized dreams that in the darkest of my days, I didn't think were attainable. So if nothing else, I want to be able to succeed so that I can show people that it's possible and then I don't just want it to be an example of oh hey look at what I did but I also want to be in a position to be like because I did and I know what benefited me in the doing I will do it for others as well that's what I love about Black Girl Tech so you mentioned with um like me being a member on Slack when I decided that cybersecurity was it and that's what I wanted to be involved in I got on Black Tech Twitter I was like who do I follow who do I emulate I was looking for another guideline to follow. Um, and I found Mary Galloway, I found you. And uh, I was like, okay, now I have some examples, I have something to strive for, you know. And so when I joined Black Girl Tech, it was just, just to be in the room. Like I want to, you know how, <laughs> I can't remember what scripture it is, but she was like, even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm hungry enough that I could, you know, I'll make a meal out of some crumbs. And that's what it started as, just trying to listen and learn and whatever else. And then when the opportunity came to volunteer, I was like, heck yeah, um, I'm full now off of the crumbs that I've had, at least to where I have an energy to keep you know, walking. I don't have my loaf of bread yet, but I at least have enough sustenance for my crumbs. So let me turn around and feed someone else who isn't on the same level or who hasn't been able to get the same things that I have. And um, I do remember our meeting on Zoom because I was actually just looking at the calendar. What's funny, ironic, whatever, fate. It was December 7th of 2020. And December 7th was when I uh, was my last day at my last job. And then when I transitioned to this new position. So elevation, uh, December 7th is just going to be my 12-7 uh, is going to be my numbers. I need to play the lottery. <laughs> uh, but I remember we met. 
And before we met, I, I said, yes, I'm going to volunteer. And then I messaged you and I said, if it wasn't for this imposter syndrome, I would apply for a leadership position. And you replied back to me, imposter syndrome be damned. <laughs> and I was, um, so you were like, think about what you want to do. Tell me we're going to meet and we're going to discuss your world domination plan. But anyway, so um, we met and you asked what my world domination plan was. And I was like, I don't know about like, what does that mean really? And then you were like, come on, you know, what are we doing today, Pinky? The same thing we do every day, trying to take over the world. What is it that, you know, inspires you? What is it that sets your heart on fire? That type of thing. And I was like, you know what? I think I could see myself being a COO. Um, <clears throat> I had just finished reading the Phoenix Project. And I was like, you know what? We need more C-level executives that see IT as a core competency. And um, that was my whole little thing. And you were like, okay, bet. Well, we need a director of operations. And I was like, mm, are you sure now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said, I wanted to help. I didn't say I wanted to lead. And you were like, well, you don't lead because uh, <laughs> if you want to be a COO eventually, you need to have the experience. So what we're going to set out to do is give you the opportunity to get all the experience you need so that whenever that position presents itself, you can apply confidently. And I was like, okay, I can dig it. <laughs> so um, you asked me for, for me to submit my resume, which was good because I hadn't really updated my resume since then. And that same resume, that started like a chain reaction of me applying to other things and eventually getting um, additional jobs. I don't think I've reached my pinnacle yet. So I'm gonna keep, you know, saying that, but um, it was a better situation. So um, yeah, that started the fantasticness that is uh, my involvement with Black Girls Hack. And I feel like it was a couple months in, that was in December. And then by March or so of that year, you reached out to me and was like, hey, so um, about that CIO business, <laughs> you're doing it. And I'm like, oh, are you sure? Like, yep, we talked about it. <laughs> We've, uh, I've conferred with the council and everyone agrees and you're going to be the new COO of Black Girls Hack. And I was like, um. But I, I think that what you're leaving out, right, is that you got into the position and you were basically doing the position, that you were doing all of the things, you were handling all of the things. And um, you know, the person who was doing it at the time, one of our board members, she was like, you know, she's basically doing the job. Like you should just let her do the job <laughs> because you, you got in and you just bodied all of the things. You're like, I got this. Well, thank you. Um, what that was a reflection of was how much I gained from the organization. Um, I'm a firm believer in reciprocating what you've received. If I go to someone's house, and they cook for me because I don't feel like cooking for myself. That's not my ministry, Jesus. I mean, I could do it. I just don't want to. <laughs> then I'm gonna help you wash your dishes. You know, I'm I'm gonna throw the things away, help you clean up. There's no way that I can eat full and be satisfied, and then not give back. And it just doesn't sit right with me. So, um, if I work hard for the organization, it is a direct reflection of how much I've gained from it. And I and I don't say that to say that I can't serve or give to something that hasn't given to me, I can do that. But sometimes when I give extra, it's because extra has been given to me. Like perfect case in point. Yesterday was, um, we had a birthday celebration for my niece, um, six years old, super cute. And uh, we all went bowling. So I, you know, I try to be silly and joke around and I want children to feel like they can be children and be themselves, you know, like spread your wings. And we were just being goofy and I was dancing with her. And then I sit back down. And so she comes over and she goes, hey, Auntie Becky. And I'm like, yes, she can call me Becky. Y'all can't. But anyway, <laughs> I said, yes. And she said, I love you. And I was like, oh, thank you. I love you too. Now, because of that, I'm tripping over myself to see of what I can do for this child. I'm like, does she like bowling? Should I get her her own bowling ball? <laughs> does she need a bowling bag? <laughs> You know, um, and <laughs> I definitely try to reciprocate because I, I appreciate it. One, children are honest. They don't, if they don't like you, they'll tell you. Um, but I realized how that in of itself is a privilege to be appreciated, to be valued. Um, and so I don't take it for granted. 
I felt appreciated and valued in this organization. I feel like both of the three of the Tanishas, I can say both, there's more than two Tanishas, um, are some of my best friends. You know, like genuinely, they check for me. Uh, Tanisha O'Donohue, I call her GT because she's Guyanese Tanisha to me, like will call and be like, how are you doing? What are the goals that you set for yourself today? Have you stuck to them? It's like, oh, calm down with the accountability. It's kind of strong. <laughs> but I appreciate it. There are so many people who um, they want to see. Some people like you when you're down, because if they're down, then they have someone to, you know, misery loves company. Or if they're up, it makes them feel superior because they have you to look down on. But there are some people who you're blessed to know, who are, you're gifted with, who will, if you're down, they will inspire you to get up. And when you get up, they will cheer for you once you're up. And I have found that and more in this organization. So that's why, I mean, it's volunteer. This is a, it's a love mission. It's something that you don't do this unless you believe in it. I mean, some people have ulterior motives. That's between them and Jesus. <laughs> but for those of us who work hard and do the extra hours and whatever else, it's because we we see the dream, we see the vision, and we want to help bring it to fruition. Um, I think I went off on a tangent there. I'm not sure if that was the answer, what the last question was, but any moment that I can take to hype up Black Girls Hack, I'm definitely <laughs> Look, I, I appreciate that. And I, I told myself I wasn't going to sit here all day and laugh and cry, but I, I knew that because I was talking to you that I was going to end up laughing and crying all day anyway. So like, I'm just over here, like wiping tears away and like trying to keep my, my composure together. Um, all right. So you, you worked in your campaign and y'all had a, yeah. a L, but it was for a lesson. Um, right. And then from there, like at some point you were working for, I think the Texas Rangers and you were yeah. doing selling tickets. Yeah. Um, were you at that point like hey I want to be in cybersecurity, or was that like you know I just need to survive at this point okay so the survival thing yes I feel like that's always that's always been on the back burner of my mind and I've kind of had to shift out of survival mode because the skills that you need when to, when you survive is different from the skills that you need when you thrive uh still learning on that still working with my therapist and Jesus um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah when I was working the campaign um I was working for the Texas Rangers, seasonal employee in the parking lot. So you saw how hard I was sweating just now. I did go ahead and put the AC on because if I almost kill my computer, I'm like, let me not kill myself. Um, that's what it was like. I was in the parking lot, uh, surrounded by cars on both sides in the de direct Texas sun heat. And the tickets I was selling was for parking. Um, and I almost quit that because I passed out that one day because I wasn't drinking enough water. And then when I did go to drink water, the water was hot. And I said, mm -mm, this is for the birds, I'm done. And um, one of the things that I tell people too is, it's interesting, I, I skipped the grade, went like the second grade. I graduated high school when I was 16. People always said, oh, Rebecca, you're so smart. You're this, this, that, and the other. And then when I'm done with college, I come back home and they're like, oh, what are you doing now? I was like, oh, I work for the Texas Rangers. Well, that was nice because I could throw the name around. Oh, really? What do you do for them? I'm, uh, I'm in the parking department, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing at all wrong with that. Um, but it's interesting when the situation that you're in doesn't always confirm what you were told about yourself and what you believed about yourself. Um, anyway, so yeah, I started in the parking department and... Um, the next year I did come back because I had bills to pay and I'm like, pride ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I'm gonna do what I need to do to get things done. And they switched me from the standard parking lot uh, where anyone could park to the VIP parking lot where like the players and everyone would go through. And I was like, you know what? Anything that you have, anything that you do, you should do with excellence. You know, like whenever they, when someone's an actor and they say there's no small parts, only small actors, that's in life. It's not just actors, there's no small, jobs there's no small small anything whenever you have an opportunity to show up you should show out and be the best that you have the best that you are in that situation so i was like that's right, the word ma'am i was like if i'm gonna sell parking tickets i'm man i'm gonna zhuzh it up like hey get here early at this time is when the parking lot opens and you can park here okay you want me to get you a courtesy cart girl i saw you hobbling around don't walk up there we can call the cart and come pick you up or whatever else i made connections there there are so many people who, and it, I wasn't doing it, I wasn't being kind and being uh, considerate for a desired end. I was just doing it because it was the right thing to do. 
but it ended up blessing me in that I made connections and um, people found ways to take care of me and to do things just because I was a kind human to them. And so because of that interaction, that's what made me switch over to the VIP parking lot and um, made connections there. And uh, at the end of the season, because you only get paid when they're games. So I was like, okay, there's only, you know, X amount of months. I'm going to need to get through in the, the winter months because <laughs> winter is coming. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, so what are I going to do? So I volunteered. Um, I showed up and much to the chagrin, even of the people who cared about me, they were like, why are you still up there? They're not paying you for this, whatever else. And I'm like, but it's an opportunity for me to help. It's an opportunity for me to do something. So I'm going to do it. And um, that caught the eye of one of the HR representatives. And she said, hey, um, <clears throat> we have over a thousand of some odd uh, seasonal employees, but I know your name. Why is that? And I was like, it's a name to know. What you mean? <laughs> right. And uh, she was like, so what's your goals? Uh, do you want to be full-time with the organization? And I was like, yeah, that's the goal. She's like, okay, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know yet. Um, but when I know, I'll let you know. And so she was like, okay. So speed ahead, I guess. Um, I saw that a, well, before I saw this, I, I applied for a internship with player relations. Cause I was like, okay, I could leverage the experience that I've had with uh, campaigns working in the community and I've been here. So this seems like a perfect marriage of that. I didn't get it. Um, not only did I not get it, you know how, <laughs> <laughs> and I promise I'm not salty, but you know how you can go onto the portal and see like what your status is. Like if it's in processing, they never even looked at it. And I'm like, <laughs> the heck? <laughs> Everybody's all hyping me up, talking about Rebecca, you're this, Rebecca, you're that. And I'm like, okay, I shot my shot. And they matumbled that business. It was like, mm -mm. so. Um, not today. Like, not, <laughs> not today. So I was like, okay, fine. So then I saw a mailroom position open. And I was like, okay, mailroom uh, could work because I interact with, I would interact with every uh, department. And maybe that'll help me focus uh, which department will be best to go in. So started, uh, went to apply did the whole thing, wore a dress. And if y'all know me, like right now, this is just a random Sunday and I'm wearing a bucket hat and a jersey. So a dress was out of the norm for me. Um, <laughs> shaved above the knee. Like I, I committed, right? And um, <laughs> did the whole interview and got positive feedback. And she was like, well, the position isn't open anymore. And I was like, the heck? Why? Okay. Okay. So that was my internal thought and conversation. I didn't say that. I was like, okay, well, you know, and she said, well, um, I had seen you at a lot of different events or whatever else. And I wanted to have this conversation with you to know what your goals were. And um, if anything represents itself, I'll definitely keep you in mind, but I didn't want to waste the or miss out on the opportunity of getting to talk to you. And I was like, okay, Aww. well, I guess there's that. This was around my birthday, actually, because it was like a couple of days before because um, we had won a suite and um, uh, we were going to go for my birthday. So I told her, hey, um, no harm, no foul. If you're at the game on this day, uh, I'm going to have some artisanal fruit and cheeses. Feel free to stop by, <laughs> treat yourself and tell me happy birthday. And so she was like, OK, so then I leave and I'm just like, Jesus, like, can I get a break? I wouldn't even try. That wasn't like a VP position or anything I was applying for. It was the mailroom. And I couldn't even get that. Like, what the heck? And I applied. At that point, that's where it felt like a kick in every direction. I had applied to work at Target. I showed up to the Target interview with a red polo on and khakis, like, to show them that I was ready to do the job. I applied <laughs> like so many different places and nothing. And I was just like, okay. And then all the while, people were telling me, oh, Rebecca, you're so smart. You're so capable. You're so talented. And I'm like, well, how come <laughs> hiring managers don't see it? Like, what the heck? Um, so I had my little pity party. Maybe shut his here or two in the car. <laughs> and then, you know, changed and got ready for the game. So I go to the game and um, we're all having a good time. La -di -da. And then the woman from HR comes in. So at this point, the majority of my friends are coworkers. Uh, while we weren't on the clock but someone from HR came in. So, you know, everybody had that butt clench moment when <laughs> an HR person comes in and we're like, oh, what we do? I was like, I'm of age, I can drink and I'm not clocked in. <laughs> Again, the whole middle age, a uh, middle child thing of always assuming I did something wrong. 
And uh, so she comes in, she shows me the um, her phone and says, how do these days and times work? And I'm like, they're fine. She's like, are you available? And I said, yeah. And she was like, okay, right after I spoke with you, the other guy, because the mailroom position was split into two positions, she was like, he quit and gave his two weeks. So it, it's still, it's your job if you want it. And I was like, heck yes, heck yes. Now, <clears throat> I told you, it's not a VP position. It was for me working in the mailroom. But the way I was high-fiving everybody and pumped <laughs> in the air, you would have thought it was. And everybody's like, yeah, drinks on me. I was like, not on me. It's still the mailroom. I'm making $8. <laughs> you can't pay for it. Drinks on yourself, but when you drink it, you know. <laughs> Celebrate my life. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, get the mailroom position, um, start. And I try to converse with everyone. Hey, what do you do? How, what does this look like? You know, basically like bring a hack of the workday, but every day in each department. I was like, oh, okay. What is uh what does community outreach look like? Okay, okay. What does baseball operations look like? All right. Again, I did everything. I worked reception. Um, <clears throat> I did help out baseball ops in um, during spring training. I did a little bit of everything just to you know get get my feet wet or whatever else. And not even saying, hey, can I get paid for this? Which it would have been nice. But <laughs> some of the things were just to get the exposure. Anyway, one of the uh, people that I connected with uh, at the time was. Bill, he was our manager of IT applications and operations. And um, we became good friends. We would talk about different podcasts. And um, I talked to him about the campaign that I was working on. And then the position for IT customer service, uh, customer service coordinator of customer service for IT presented itself. And uh, he was like, hey, uh, I think you should, you should take this. I was like, okay, well, I don't really have a technical background. Like, I'm smart enough. You know, I read and stuff, but uh, I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> One thing that I have always felt and still feel to this day is that when people speak well of me, I don't want to let them down. I always want to prove the people who believe in me right and the people who doubt me wrong. And I won't lie. I won't misrepresent. No, no, I won't lie about that. Look, I'm not. <laughs> Jesus can't completely save my soul. I might be a little, <laughs> not a little liar now, but I won't lie about this specifically in that. If I don't think I can do something or it's not within my power to do, I'm not going to say that I can because I don't want to look a fool. Um, and uh, just so, for the folks that are watching, you have a history degree. So it's not even like, you know, you, you've got like this foundation of like, hey, I've done all the technical things. Like man, history, like, okay, <laughs> I can tell you about the old South, but what that got to do with <laughs> computers? But anyway, um, so um he was like, look, you should meet with Mike. Uh, Mike is our VP. Um, he's still the VP there, but he's not my VP anymore. He's not working anymore. But uh, he said, you should meet with him and, uh, you know, at least hear him out or whatever else. I think you're capable. And I was like, okay, that's a pause moment too of being appreciative, me personally, of all the people who confirmed my capability when I doubted it. Because as Tanisha did with Black Girls Hack, with a leadership position, Bill did with even applying for the role and everything. It's beneficial to have people who believe in you because yes, you have to believe in yourself, but there are days, even the most perfect of person where they doubt. And so it's good to have that reassurance. Uh, Look, that's, so, that's the word for the people who are like, I don't need any allies or sponsors or, or, or mentors, or, you know, I don't need those things like you do because they put man. you in rooms that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get to. So, right. And sometimes look, I drive a car. My car is pretty decent. My brakes work. But if my brakes, for whatever reason, slip or whatever else, I'm going to need my airbags to work too. Because <laughs> as, <many, laughs> as many things as I can have to protect myself, I'm going to take advantage of. But anyway, um, so I met You're just preaching today. Ma'am, I'm telling you. <laughs> I had coffee. <laughs> I drank my water. I'm hydrated. So I met with the VP and um, he said, hey, so... It's a customer service position. And I heard that you were the person to talk to. And I said, who told you this? <laughs> so I could pay him. Like, thank you for looking out for me. So he told me all what the job was about and everything. And I said, okay. I said, nothing, none of this sounds out of the realm of what I can do. I said, but just so that you're aware, because I'm not going to misrepresent myself, I do not have a technical background. So there's two, there's two things about that that I'm trying to deal with. One, yes, okay, I was honest in the moment. So that was good. But two, I'm also trying to get out of my own way and not be the person mm. that gives 
my first note. Like they were talking to me. So obviously they thought I had some value. And I was like, now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, why am I trying to talk him out of giving me a job? But anyway, um, it didn't work. Me trying to talk him out of it. He said, you have the skills that we can't teach and everything else we can. And I was like, okay. I said, well, I'm smart. I'm adaptable. I'm willing to learn. Anyway, got the position. Did IT <laughs> for a little bit. And it was my first job in IT. Uh, and I worked the service desk. And whenever a ticket would come in, I would, you know, assign it out to whoever, but I would tell them to put notes in and I would read it before they closed the ticket so that I could, you know, see Figure out what was going on. Were exactly. And then there starts to be like um, a certain cadence to things. A lot of people, even though they didn't have the exact same issues, they had similar issues or whatever else. I was like, okay. So I got to the point to where I was like, I feel confident enough in this that I can give a response. So then, um, but I was like, before I go and do things on my own, let me shadow. So whenever um, our desktop engineer would go do something, I'm like, hey, can I tag along? Sure, sure. Okay. You asked this. Why did you ask this? You said this, whatever. And so I tried to learn and grow as much as I could. So that's the benefit. Like I mentioned, signed up for eHarmony a little bit ago. <laughs> the benefit of not being in a relationship or having any other commitments besides the job is I poured it all into work. Now, uh, granted, I'm pouring some of that out because I'm trying to have a balanced situation. But starting, that worked out for me because whenever there was like, hey, it's a later shift, uh, we don't have, I volunteered to do it. Oh, well, we need someone to come in earlier. I volunteered to do it. Whenever someone had a ticket that came in and you know people were slow to respond, I responded because I was trying to grow. And, and I'm not necessarily advocating that for any and everybody, but I'm saying for me, um, I had- they call that I want to say they call that stretching and that helps you to pick up skills that you can then put exactly. on your resume that are outside exactly. the, the, the duties that are specified on your, maybe your resume, but it helps exactly. you to, to grow. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I was Keep like, doing what you're doing. Else, <laughs> I was like, if nothing else, um, and this is one of the things that I said the other day, I, uh, my pastor actually preached a sermon about make me an answer. And the way I saw it was, and that was my motto for that year. If, if you, adopt the perspective that you are the solution. And this kind of ties into what Tanisha O said last week or two weeks ago. Um, don't come to the problem with more problems or more complaints, come to it with a solution. And I, kind of, I try to take that a step above and be like, I am the solution. Whatever your problem is, think of Rebecca, you know, because I will come in there and I will help you. Not because I know everything or I can do everything, but because uh, if I don't know the answer, I will look for it. And if I can't do it, I'll connect you with the person who can. Um, so basically I was trying to be a professional plug, you know, like <laughs> whatever you need, something, you know, there's those people that you think of when you need whatever, oh, so-and-so can do this, so-and-so can do that. And so I tried to position myself to where whenever there was a problem, I was the person that people thought of as providing the solution. And that bodes well because people have problems <laughs> and who doesn't and like you an answer. And when you got to, I guess, the end of your, your time, you were in charge of some people, right? Yes. So that escalated. I went from a coordinator of IT customer service to junior cybersecurity analyst because I was like, hey, cyber is what I want to do. What can I do to focus on that? So I read as many books as I could. I, you know, anytime uh, Black Girls Hack had a, a scholarship, a study group or whatever, I was like, I'm going to be in the room even if it doesn't necessarily pertain to specifically what I'm going to do, I'm going to get at least um, some exposure, osmosis, right? Exposure, be, get like a little bit of the droplets or something, you know, to absorb as much as I can. And that, that worked out well for me. And then, so I went from junior cybersecurity analyst to cybersecurity. They dropped the junior and I was like, heck yeah, I'm grown up in this mug. And then, <laughs> um, <laughs> when uh, my boss, uh, Bill left the organization, they made me manager of IT applications and operations. So I started in four years from coordinator of IT customer service, uh, working on help desk, to then being manager of the department. So yeah, um, I don't say that anymore that, oh, I'm not very technical. First of all, the heck, I was going to ask I you that. <laughs> I, I think the first time I was, uh, I had a talk or something. I was, oh yes. So there was a diversity uh, panel and Camille Stewart, now it's Gloucester, Camille Stewart Gloucester, because she got married, her last name changed, but um, she was on the panel too. And I said, oh, y'all got me on the same panel with this boss? Okay. And um, I 
I said, someone referred to me as a smee. And I was like, me? <laughs> Your girl is a subject matter expert? Okay, I'll take that. And so <laughs> that I, at first I was like, no, I don't know if I'm there yet. But then I would hear other people speak. And then I was like, wait, no, I actually have something to contribute to this conversation. Maybe I am technical. Maybe I do. Maybe I am capable of this and the other. And um, I realized that <laughs> as much as I believed in myself, I was getting in my own way. Um, and I was capable of a lot more. And I was doing a lot more than I was giving myself credit for. Yeah, I'm technical up in this. <laughs> in this <laughs> Where are we going? Oh, yeah. So manager of IT application operations. And then um, I wanted to be director. And I was a little bit salty about that because uh, the, my boss, when he left, he was director. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm taking this job, I should take his title too. Well. And it didn't work. Um, so in the moment, I was miffed. And I was like, you know what? Ugh, I'm going to quit right now. And I messaged Tanisha and she was like, calm down. <laughs> she said, oh, wait, um, me, Tanisha, or Tanisha? It was you, Tanisha Martin. <laughs> And um, because you were like, it's still a promotion. And I said, yes. And you were like, you worked hard for it. You earned it. So why turn it down? Get your promotion, get your increase in pay, and then continue to look. And um, I was like, okay. And so I had told the VP that at this time. I said, I'm going to accept this promotion and I'm going to accept this pay. But know that because it wasn't exactly what I was looking for, I'm going to keep looking. So... And he said, you know what? I understand that. I respect it. And I said, okay. I said, so in two months, when another company comes and offers me double what y'all are offering and I take it, mm. you're not going to be mad, right? And he said, no, I, in that situation, I, I can't be mad. I'd be happy for you. And I was like, okay, bet. You've been warned. And when I tell you, it was like a month and a half. It wasn't even two months. I got a job offer and it was dang near double what I was making there. And I was like... <laughs> When it came time for me to give my notice, I was like, hey, I warned you. And he was like, you sure did. <laughs> and he said he was proud of me. Uh, he wouldn't stand in the way of my growth. And I was like, well, amen. All right. High five. And then um, so I left uh, the Rangers after 12, almost 13 years. Um, and then came to Shellman, the job that I love. And um, I started as an information security analyst in the compliance department. Um, What's interesting, and I, I, I was about to apologize, I don't. Um, <laughs> the people who thought that this was going to be like a legit, tell me what your job is, you know, hour by hour, step by step. And I think, one, it varies because I was an analyst. I was a cybersecurity analyst with the Rangers. And that job, which I did love in the moment, was different from information security analyst job uh, with Shellman. Uh, because here was more of a compliance role. I was more involved with policy and procedure, uh, more um, client security questionnaires, um, SOC, that type of stuff. With the Rangers, because um, at the time, our cyber department was a little bit smaller, I was doing a little bit of everything. I was, you know, helping out with infrastructure. I was, you know, doing work on firewalls. I was also still answering help desk tickets. I everything. Somebody had an issue with their cell phone. They stopped by, they saw me. Someone had, you know, um, questions about their Wi-Fi at home. It was a little bit of a Jackie of all trades. Jackie, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. There. So even if I were to tell you specifically, this is what it looks like, da 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 That's what my role looks like at my organization. It can be different for any other company. So I think the benefit of there is benefit in people who can give an itemized thing of what it looks like because it can kind of pique your interest. And then you can see another place that um, emulates that. But I think it's more of the general things of what do you like to do and then find a place that falls in line with what you want to do. Because there are so many job descriptions and companies or whatever else that people might not have thought of that completely encapsulate everything that you like to do. You just haven't you know, found it yet. Or you can... Uh, when you show up, create the role that you're meant to fill that it, it doesn't even necessarily exist. And that was one of the things that uh, Tanisha Owen, we were talking about, what does it look like when you're blazing the trail? You're not necessarily following a specific guideline. And that could be a little, it could be equally exciting and scary because it's like, I don't know, well, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> 
And two, I don't know what to do next. And not in a, I'm not qualified to be in the role that I am. I definitely am. Uh, I worked hard to get here and I work hard to stay here. Um, it's not a, oh, I got the position and I know whatever, and now I'm done. No, I'm still learning. I still sign up for LinkedIn learning classes. I'm signed up to, for yours, Tanisha. Uh, <laughs> plug, everyone should. Um, <laughs> I'm also on Pluralsight. I'm on Coursera. I, whatever is available for me to do and to learn, that's a continuous process. It's not a, oh, I got this thing and now I'm done. I saw Tanisha O, o dropped him. She said, using your talents to maximize your career. But um. I think that that's probably my biggest takeaway from you just watching your evolution and your growth is that, you know, you've taken the the skills that you're extremely good at. And I think for me, that's, you're an amazing people person, you know, you're willing to fill in where it's needed to, to solve a problem, as you said, like you're a plug, right? And I think that you've taken that from literally the parking lot. Um, to the management of people and now you know you've taken it to a whole nother company but it's not based on like you know you they didn't hear like a, a degree in computer science they didn't hear a you know 19 certifications you know they didn't hear like a boot camp right you know your evolution your growth has been one of hard work and and using what it is that you're good at and then expanding and and stretching to take on responsibilities and not necessarily within your job description and okay. like the master course, the subject matter expert of, you know, basically stretching your way into your world domination plan. Like that could be probably your, your next talk. <laughs> but there is power and connection too. You know, there are some times where because I speak to people, they, prov they let me know. Like the reason I have this job now is because I told my boss my, at, the, at the Rangers, because he went to this company and I was like, it's opening, holla at your girl. And he did. And I was like, okay, thank you. And so I try to do the same for others. It's kind of like how you do when you, the purpose of asking what your world domination plan is, one, it's good for that person to know. Um, it helps if you know where you're going so that people can tell you how to get there. You know, like right. if I'm asking for directions, they're like, okay, to where? Um, so it helps to have a goal in mind, but it helps to vocalize it because while you might not have the resources, the person that you're speaking to might connect you to the person that you have the resources. And so sometimes just speak it, speaking it, verbalizing it, putting it out there, lets people know that it's something that you're interested in. Then and those people are in generally in rooms that you may not be in, right? So, right. you know, you have opportunities to, you know, for example, to speak to, you know, like do things like talk at the, the conference and hopefully somebody saw you at the conference and they're like, yo, let, let's think, consider her for future things. Um, and I, I literally tell people all the time, I, I joked about this, but I'm, I'm always telling people like, you cannot have Beck, like you can, you know, <laughs> as much as she, you know, she aligns, as much as you align with her world domination plan, you know, she can use you for that purpose, but you cannot have Beck. <laughs> <laughs> because she's going to take over the world and I'm going to watch her. Um, somebody also said in the chat, like uh, when you taught a Wireshark class, you made it so interesting. Bex and effects. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> Hashtag Bex and effects. That's all awesome. <laughs> no, I was just going to say thank you for the person with the Wireshark class because that was something else that I was like, I'm not sure if I want to do this. And you were like, hey, do it anyway. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so the fact that it resonated with someone, um, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So we were, we, you talked about it earlier. World domination plan. What is your world domination plan? Um, what's, what's next for you? One, I, I want to get better at these. I want to do more of these. And, uh, and when I say these speaking engagements and things of that nature, um, I want to get to the points where I can put on my LinkedIn that I'm a, you know, like a paid, right? Like, I want, I'm looking forward to the day when we have like a, tech talk, a TED Talk series and like I'm on there, Tanisha's on there, Tanisha's on there, I got to say all y'all names, <laughs> that I want to see that. I want to see Black Girls Hack elevate to the next level because it's so great and it's doing so much and the heart is so genuine and I'm excited to be a part of that. I want to do as much as I can for us to do as much as we can for others. Um, that's the first time world black girls hack has made it to a world domination plan and i'm like over here about to cry go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> yes because you know what like with all honesty what's the point of taking over the world if we can't do it together i want to see us all win and i and i mean that genuinely and truthfully i want 
you know how they say a rising tide lifts all boats. I want all of us to be sailing. <laughs> I want all of our boats to be, you know, and whatever I can do to help bring that about, I'm okay with being in the background. Like I remember in the eighth grade, I did, um, I was part of Cinderella and I was on the stage crew and that was like the best time of my life. I wasn't acting, I wasn't singing or whatever, but I was helping the people who needed to do what they needed to do. I was helping position them to do that. And I'm okay with that. So I just, I want to continue to grow. I don't want to limit myself. I have a, I started an LLC last year. I need to actually do something with that. The name of it is the BX approach. Yeah. So listen to <laughs> my, um, my name is Rebecca. Obviously I'm from the Bronx. Uh, my, my brother calls me BK, but I'm from the BX. At first I was like, you know what you got, I appreciate having that Bronx mentality of I'm gonna go get her. I'm gonna keep walking. I'm gonna make eye contact with you. I'm gonna do what I need to do to get things done. But then also, you know, whenever you have a treasure map, X marks the spot. That's the, that's what you're trying to get to. And that kind of ties into with me of being the solution. I am X. And so the approach is to the BX approach. It's B, B, E as in X is I'm the answer. I'm the solution. I'm And if, if I can't help you, I'm going to help you find, like, if I'm not the answer, I'm going to help you be the answer for yourself. Uh, so that's the goal for the thing. It's supposed to be like my umbrella to uh, for any speaking engagements I do, any consulting, if I go back to campaigning and all that jazz. So I actually want to build that out. But yeah, I love it. So, I, to sum up, my goal is to rise and to lift. That's that's dope. All right. So, uh, any questions for uh, Beck? Beck for president? Yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> any questions for Beck? Oh, so let me ask you a question. You are now you've you've gotten like probably three or four um, jobs into cybersecurity. Um, do you see like certifications in your future? Do you see like what um, if somebody wanted to replicate your success? What um, what do you what do you recommend for people who are like new who are trying to get into cyber? The first thing I would say to someone is don't replicate me because uh, <laughs> often imitated, never duplicated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I combination um, of all of my experiences and the people that I've met or whatever else is such a unique combination. And I don't mean to say that I'm different, but there's a special sauce. Okay. So it won't be exactly me. What I would say is if you have a goal and there's something that you want, it's okay if if you have it on your heart to go about it a different way. Um, yes, it's helpful to follow paths if you are a path follower. If you are someone who likes boxes to check, then find the right boxes for you to check, you know? Um, go to NIST, go to wherever that they have those guidelines of, hey, this is the path, go to CompTIA. You take this one, this is the starter, then this one, then this one, that's fine, if that's your path. But if you're a swerver, if you like to, you know, look, you follow this uh, 50 miles per hour, I'm gonna go 70, I'm gonna go off on the side, then do what, do you, you know? And sometimes it's challenging to do you because there's no one else to see how it's done because it's only you. But I feel like that has been my toughest challenge and my greatest reward in being myself. The very thing that I thought discredited me or disqualified me is the thing that qualified me, is the thing that attracted me to people and then brought me into situations and rooms. So I would be you to your fullest extent and um, invest in yourself. I love it. All right. Well, I don't see any questions. So I just want to thank you, Beck, for hanging out with us. Um, where can folks find you on uh, socials, uh, websites, uh, LinkedIn? Feel free to connect with me on the Twitters at Rebecca Skeet, uh, also <laughs> Cyberbeck. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, again, Rebecca Skeet. Don't look for me on Instagram because we're not friends. I'm not going to add you. But yeah, and then blackpack.org. Check out the, uh, the squad. I'm assuming that you're already familiar for the fact that you're on this. But if not, sign up, join, go to our meet me. Um, come meet on up. in, the water's fine. Meet up, sorry, meet up. No, <laughs> me. me in, meet up, um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love it. Well, thank you for hanging out with us today uh, for bringing Hacker to Work Day and everybody enjoy the rest of your day. Be safe.